Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Undercover Lover, the unofficial podcast of Love Island 2019 with me, Harriet Minter. On this week's show, those of us who should know better will be turning our increasingly poor attention spans to some very important questions, such as how many times is Chris going to mention his love of Harry Potter before the producers officially deem him too well-read to be in the show? Why have the women of the villa not throwing themselves at Ovi like aloe vera on sunburn? And just how much money would you have to be paid to let Curtis come anywhere near you in those sparkly purple shorts? Joining me this week is journalist and host of the Black Girls Living podcast, Vic Sanusi. Hello, Vic. Welcome to the show. Hiya. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Uh, you are one of my favourite Twitter Love Island commentators. Um, tell me, what do you love about the show? Thank you. You so much. I take my tweets on Live Island very seriously. <laughs> um, I think I think this year has been very wild. It's been it's been very unpredictable. You know, with the other mm-hmm. other series, you kind of can kind of gauge where people are heading and you know where people's heads are at, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. But this year, it's been it's like you know it's just absolutely, you know, just just spinning out of control. One minute you think that someone's going to go one way, one person, and the next thing they're, you know, they're thinking a completely, it's like, it's like you don't know them. You know, during the summer, people feel like they're so invested in the show and they're like friends yeah. with these characters. I say characters, it's like, it's like a, a fiction <laughs> thing, but it's real, well, quote unquote real. But, um, but yeah, you just don't really know people, especially on this show, especially like people like Michael. I think this year has really been infected with the kind of, bacteria that is tinder and app dating <laughs> yeah I, I agree yeah i really feel this year like nobody seems to be um everybody is like literally just swiping away they're like oh yeah you're quite nice i quite like you oh somebody else has come in moving on yes that's so true because it's just like one minor thing and it's like well on to the next one yeah and you know, no one else could see it coming like michael when he was with amber they looks like they the way they used to smile and with each other it looks like they've been together for like five years I know and you know he just quickly just diverted his attention as soon as Joanna came in and you know I couldn't believe that kind of sad yeah I had to apologize to the nation or undercover lover listeners for backing him for so long um oh me too I was a massive (laughs) fan for a bit (laughs) who are you supporting now 
Um, I want Molly and Tommy to win. Oh God, it actually rhymes, Molly and Tommy. I want um, <laughs> Molly and Tommy to win. Um, but also I'm massive fans of Amber and Ovi. But of oh. course, they're not a natural couple. Well, I think. Well, let's give it time. Yeah, let's give it time. Let's talk about Ovi because I am mildly obsessed with Ovi. The man is a god. Oh, yeah. um, Actually, I've got a little clip of him here giving Amber some much needed morale boosts. Thank you, girl. (laughs) Thank you, girl. I want to say thank you. Nah, but yeah, appreciate you. Oh, do you? I'm surprised. No, 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 no. I do, though. It was cool. Good. And the shit you said, like, I was like, wow. I said some nice things. I no, said you some, did. I said bad things about what I've ever said about anyone. No, no, you <laughs> did. You smashed it. You smashed it. But no, I was like, damn, you keep, you're keeping Castle more alive. <laughs> you're keeping us alive in this joint. <laughs> you keeping us alive in this joint. The way our friendship sort of developed, I feel like she's one of, if not the uh, realest person I've met in here. You know, that's... It's a privilege to have a friend like that. But why is he single? Why? Why, 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 why? Why is he I, single? I think... he. So he's 28. He's been doing basketball for, like, the majority of his life since he was 16. And I think maybe he's just been, had his head in the game for such a long time. And that's actually lamely a high school basketball quote. But, um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think... I do think he has. I think he's very... He's very sweet. Like, he's probably the most down-to-earth guy in there so yeah. yeah it's a bit of a strange one that he is he's single and even when he went on a date with Francesca she was just like yeah he's really lovely and you know he's the most welcoming person to me but I still don't really dig him I'm just like oh my god like what's not to dig you know he's just <laughs> I reckon out of all the lads in there I think he's the one that's kind of more boyfriend material and he had he's very mature yeah I, he's total boyfriend material but I wonder if he doesn't give off kind of, I mean, I, as somebody watching it, I don't know how this is possible, but I mm. wonder in person if he just doesn't have a lot of sex appeal. Like, he has a lot of sex appeal on TV. <laughs> I wonder, uh, do you know what I think it might be? I think because he's quite goofy. Yeah. It might not turn some of those girls, it might not be their cup of tea. Yeah. Because he's really goofy, but I, I find that quite endearing. And I mm. think, I think Amber does a little bit, but I don't think she wants to let on. And I think maybe maybe things might have panned out a bit different if if Ovi came in right from the jump. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe because the thing is, I think <clears throat> I think as well, because of the way the dynamics are, like I think the girl code is so strong where it's like Amber maybe possibly thinking, I could couple with Ovi, but Ovi was kind of with Anna, who's like my best friend. So maybe that's kind of not the right thing to do. So maybe that could be that could be a reason why. That is really interesting. So oh, that's so interesting. I I hadn't thought about that because I was really confused as to why when they clearly get on so well, mm. neither of them have even given a second to thinking about could we maybe be a couple. I think it possibly could be Anna, like Anna's mm. involvement. Because <laughs> it would it would then look like I don't know, and I could imagine Anna like like flipping if if Amber went there, possibly yeah. flipping. Even though she claims to be happy with Jordan, 
That's so interesting. And I also like I definitely remember in my kind of early twenties, it was very girl code. You didn't go near somebody who was somebody else's ex. Didn't matter if they didn't like them, whatever. You just didn't touch them. Yeah, absolutely. And yet now that I am somewhat older, um, <laughs> we literally pass them around between each other. Like I went out with this guy. He wasn't oh. great. I didn't like him, but you should go out with him. Oh wow! You you have to pass around the good ones. I don't think it's happening in this case, but <laughs> the thing is, I so part of me actually does think Anna might be like, do you know what, Amber, you go for him, like give yeah. it a go. But hmm. that is interesting. But, but also, I just think Amber's just so fixated on Michael. She's just oh. she just can't get over like how it went wrong. And there's something about I think when you are when somebody's broken up with you and you're in that place where Amber is, where you're asking yourself, what could I have done? What could I have done differently? And I think Michael has really made her feel like it was her fault. Oh, absolutely. If she was in some way, quotes, better, he wouldn't have broken up with her. And Mm. so there's a bit now, which I think is for Amber, if she can get Michael back, that's sort of a kind of self-esteem validation for her. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I didn't think about that, but I do think that's, that's very, very true. I think she's like so you know it's because she's so sure of herself and she's very which is a great great trait I I really admire her for it yeah and I think because he's just you know all of a sudden been like you know I'm not interested in well he he never said that really to be honest he just said you're immature yeah and you know of course he didn't really have this decency or the maturity you know to to just let her down and, and just be honest um and I think maybe that's just what's really confusing her like what did I really do that was wrong yeah. And even Molly May went to her and was like, you know, don't don't think, you know, there's anything wrong with your personality. He said to you that he likes the fact that you're a bit, you know, that you're a bit hard and stuff like that and you're tough enough to crack. So it's nothing on you, it's more so on him. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think so. I don't want them to get back together, actually. Do you I want think them to get back together? No, because I think Michael's awful. I feel like it's not, yeah, you know, even if, if even if he wasn't interested in in Amber, there's there's absolutely better ways you could have handled that situation. Yeah, um, without gaslighting her. Um, but I feel like they might get back together, which I think is going to be hilarious, just because I I have I have a feeling that they probably won't last. Yeah, but I feel like if they do get back together, it's kind of what you're saying is for Amber to be like, you know, kind of a reassurance thing, and then she'll be like, oh, do you know what? He's actually trash. So bye. Oh, I hope so. That would make me happy. Okay, mm. let's, let's cross our fingers for that. Big storyline this week, obviously, was Amy leaving the villa. Here she is saying her goodbyes. I have made some of the best friends I have ever, ever had. My first taste of motherhood has been brilliant, and I love you all dearly as my children. I really do. And obviously, as you all know, I did fall in love. And when you love someone, you have to let them go. I want to leave in a positive way, surrounded by the people I love, like this. So, I will be leaving the villa once I pack my case. I love you all so much and I cannot tell you what you've all done for me. Do you think she was right to go? Oh, yeah. I think she made the the right decision. I'm really proud of her. Like, I know a lot of people give her stick, but mm. I'm really, really proud that she left. And she was just like, do you know what? This is not good for me. 
and I don't see myself progressing and yeah I think the poor girl like I think she really went through shit in there and like yeah you know she wasn't treated with respect not not by Maura not by Curtis and yeah I think it would have been incredibly hard for her to continue in the process when she left she sort of said she was like I'm leaving because I don't want Curtis to feel like he can't move on and I don't want him to be mm. of my feelings rather than his which I have to say I don't think was ever a problem for Curtis um, oh yeah <laughs> like, I think you're deluding yourself there Amy but anyway um but she left to look after him in a way and I was reading this yeah. morning which coined the term empathy which okay women basically caretaking men's emotions so Mm. doing stuff that might not be good for us because we really care about the guy in question and we want them to be okay Mm. do you think there's a bit of going on with amy and curtis oh yeah absolutely i think but i think at the same time i think it's because of how much Amy really, really respected and loved. Yeah, we, we can say love, really, didn't she? She loved him. Um, so I think she did really see him as someone like, you know, she valued him. So she was kind of being like, you know, in other words, like nurturing him and making sure that he didn't hate her and stuff, even though, and it was very naive on her part. But again, I don't think it's her fault. I think she was, I think she was uh, misled yeah. and led on by, by Curtis. Um, but yeah, I, I do think looking back at the way she did it, she was very kind of, you know, putting his feelings first, even with her little speech. I was like, this is just, this is not fair at all. You know, it should be him leaving, if anything. But that's what you know, I thought. Never, I was like, mm. why did you not have a chat with him up on the roof and say, I'm leaving to protect your feelings? If he was a gentleman, mm-hmm. he would have turned around and said, do you know what? I'm going to go. No, I agree. Yeah, it's, it is very naive of her to think, you know, I'm going to leave so Curtis can crack on and yeah. not think about me. Because it's like, clearly he's not thinking about you. Like, no. you know, he and he and the thing is, if because I got really upset because Amy came back to Curtis for like these kind of meetings where <laughs> yeah. she'd get like this kind of, you know, and she'd go in there with her, you know, notepad and pen and be like, you know, so can I have some con- constructive criticism? And I'm like, what is going on? And it annoyed me because I thought that, Maura was supposed to be her close mate. So you know when you find yourself in a pickle with a guy and your, your close mate kind of like drags you away, like, you know, don't do that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, Maura was nowhere to be seen because she was obviously telling Lucy that she fancied Curtis. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is going on here? So, yeah, I, I do really respect Amy for leaving. And I think it's the best thing for her mental health, <clears throat> especially now the way we're seeing the way Curtis and Maura have been cracking on. Because yeah. I reckon if Amy was still in there, more would have continued and then all of a sudden more was saying oh amy wasn't amy wasn't like you know she wasn't nice to me when when i first came came in which i I fully disagree with i think amy is such a girl's girl it gets to the point where it's it's massively annoying like look at lucy (laughs) (laughs) lucy was so annoyed yeah i was just like i I don't i don't think amy means it i think amy's more of a she really wants to be a girl's girl she doesn't want people to feel left out Whereas Lucy's kind of independent, you know, quote unquote, uh, you know, mates with the boys. Well, I don't really know what she means by that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, what do you think about Maura cracking on with Curtis? Um, I'll be honest. I think it's maybe I, I'm, 
I'm like the opposite to you when it comes to like exes and boyfriends and yeah. stuff. I feel like that's a no-go area, you know. Um, and and I think um, Amber and Anna made that very clear to yeah. more like you know that's not a good look. Um, you know, you know the poor girl has just left, and the way Curtis treated her wasn't nice. And yeah. also, not the fact that it wasn't nice, but like. Doesn't that show more? That's it, like an indication of how he could possibly treat her. So this is what um, I really think. I'm like, how could you mm. want to crack on? In quotes, how can you want to crack on with somebody who has just treated somebody else like that? Mm. And I think this Absolutely. is real. This is something that I wish I could kind of go back and tell my younger self, and that I tell mm. all teenage girls. <laughs> like, if you see a guy treating a girl badly. Do not think you mm. are going to be the woman that changes him. You are not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. If That's how I feel about Joanna. Man. Yeah. Mm. Me too. Did you see Michael roll his eyes when Joanna was like, I've been thinking about our babies, which was a weird thing to say, but... Oh, God, that was very fetishy. Oh, God, it was bad. It was... It was like, a, a part of me was like, do you know what? When you're with someone, it doesn't matter what kind of they are. You do think, oh my god, like you. If you're feeling maternal, you're like, oh my god, we could possibly have kids. Like, I wonder what they're going to look like. But not so much like their hair. You'd probably think, like, oh my god, I wonder if they're going to have my dimples. I wonder if they're going to yeah. have like, you know, you know, bushy eyebrows like I do. Not so much like the first thing she said was like talking about the hair, and then she mentioned the Louis V backpack, and I was like, this is a very strange conversation. <laughs> it was it was the weirdest thing I've ever heard, and I was just like. I don't really often hear her speak on the show and whenever she does it's just very strange very strange things come out of her mouth but he claims that she's hilarious so <laughs> maybe they understand each other I don't know I wanted to talk about Maura because I feel mm. about Maura slightly like I feel about Obi so I I I kind of love Maura for being as outrageous as she is mm. um, I feel like every societal rule that has ever been created for women, Maura has just decided that she's just not going to follow any of them. And I mm-hmm. have time for that. But I'm always surprised that she is as single as she is. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? I honestly, I, like, I, I initially, before she kind of cracked on with Curtis, I did think Maura was like really entertaining. You yeah. know, she was very much very, um, you know, as you said, like breaking stereotypes and yeah. just doing what whatever she wants, talking about sex and, you know, just living her truth. But I do think for a lot of guys, you know, just having a normal conversation and then, you know, she just like, it's it's very full on sometimes. It yeah. can be quite full. And also, I don't think, I think in some, in some, in some like situations, I don't even think she likes the guys. I think she just wants to, to know that she's a, she's winning. So with yeah. the whole Molly May and Tommy situation, it was kind of like, I don't think she even liked Tommy that much. It was kind of like, I want to win. I just want to, you know, beat another woman sort of thing. And and I feel this is the same with Francesco. It's kind of like, she doesn't really care about Curtis. I don't think she really likes Curtis. It's more so like, I just kind of want to have this one over her sort of thing. That's so um, I always thought she did quite fancy Tommy. But I don't believe, mm. I, don't, I mean, this is my own personal prejudice. I cannot believe that any woman fancies Curtis. I don't understand it. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah that, that's a bit of a, yeah, I don't, I don't really get the vibes at all from him. And he comes across very, like, very annoying. And 
oh my god he said something to he said something to Francesca he said um oh you've got a small shop oh you run a small shop or something I was just like mm-hmm. he just comes across so like like condescending and intimidating and and I just find it hilarious that he's 23 because he comes across like he's like 50 or something like mm-hmm. an old man young lady which i find very weird oh my god yeah he says that all the time just like you're not even you're very young like very strange let's talk very briefly anton and bell i haven't really Mm. spoken much about these two on the podcast because there's almost kind of nothing to say to them they're just two perfectly nice people having a lovely time on a nice holiday they've hooked up i can't see they really have anything in common apart from the fact that Mm. they're quite concerned with their appearance they're just nice people having a lovely time um, yeah that's pretty much it yeah <laughs> um i like i like bell do you because bell is really yeah. great yeah me too i mean I, I think as soon as i saw her and she was like she's from essex i was like i'm sort of i have a bias already because i'm from essex <laughs> um but yeah i do like her i think i think she's really nice i think she's she's a girl's girl um I saw her give it, give advice to um, who was she giving advice to yesterday to Amber. Yeah, and she just seems she just seems really friendly and she seems really cute and like you know, but and 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 what I, what I like about her is that she it seems like she's really getting involved with the groups and like really talking with the other girls, which you know we've seen with with newbies with new girls especially it's hard to do, but you know if you really don't step on anyone's toes and, and stuff, it's, it is you know you can see that she's really really made an effort. Um, her relationship with Anton, I think, I think she likes him. I don't know if he likes her. I mean, he, he claims to, but as you said, we don't really see too much, and it does seem a bit boring. It seems. So... I loved Sophie Hagen tweeted me yesterday when we, I was watching mm. the show to say that we need to give Belle props for basically cruising her way to the final on the line. I'm going to share a bed with you tonight. <laughs> literally yeah like why not if you're gonna have to play the game then you might as well play it well and yeah although i did think it was very peculiar when she shaved his ass <laughs> i was like i watched that and i was like is this one of those weird things where you're in a couple with someone and you kind of like you forget what is sort of normal behavior and i was like no this is just this is too weird this i know very strange but she's um, a beautician which is the only thing that made me think maybe if you're a beautician, you've kind of seen it all mm. um although her father is like a big time tv star and he says he's going to parachute himself into the villa if <laughs> anton does anything so like this whole thing with the with the shopkeeper you know if, if it blows over in bella's face then we can expect her dad to parachute in Maybe that's what the producers are thinking. I don't know. Yeah. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We've got a text. Yo, man's got a text. Or a tweet or a WhatsApp message, basically other forms of communication. Mm. Um, so I have a WhatsApp group which just talks about Love Island and the big discussion on this week's WhatsApp group was the New, New Islanders and specifically, according to my friend Charlotte, the fact they look like they're from an Italian neorealism film. Oh my um, God, that's so true. So true, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> I did have to Google neorealism, neo but that's okay. <laughs> um, do you think Chris and Francesca are going to add anything to the villa? Um, I think Francesca definitely will. I think you can already, I really like her. I know a lot of people are not really feeling her. I think she's gorgeous. Um, I do think she's got like an unconventional look. So I think that's probably why people are saying that she's ugly and stuff. And I think she's, I think she's absolutely stunning. Again, there's another bias with her being from Essex. I think she's really cool though. Um, and I think she, she hasn't, Although a lot of people are like onto her because they feel like she's claimed Curtis. I don't think she's done anything wrong, really. No, you know, I, she's not, mm, I don't. And I, I like her. And I like, I like the fact that she's honest. I like the fact that she pulled Curtis aside and was like, you know, I felt uncomfortable with what you did with Maura. Um, yeah, I really like her. And again, I can see her kind of, you know, getting involved with the group. Whereas with Chris, I think, I don't know. I don't know how long he's going to last because I don't think the girls are really feeling him. He really wants to get involved with Amber and I think his, his pickup lines are absolutely trash. They um, are terrible. But do you know what I really like about him? Mm. When he and Amber were talking, he asked her questions. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Assumptions about her. But when mm. he realised those assumptions were incorrect, he actually asked her about herself, mm. which is not something the boys are particularly good at. Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't. So I give, I'm going to give him, like, a little bit more leeway for that. Mm. Um, and then my favourite tweet of the week, this is from Isabel Dixon. And so my friend has spent an hour researching Curtis from Love Island on Google and dissecting his psychology via the medium of emojis just to give me something to read. It is my favourite thing to ever exist. Who is the real Curtis Pritchard? And then she screen grabbed the very long WhatsApp message that her <laughs> friend has sent her. This brilliant says Curtis Pritchard has only known dance acclaimed from a young age as an up-and-coming star of the dance world a junior and youth champion representing the UK and Europe and the world the pressure was on for Curtis to succeed in life and following the footsteps of his slightly older brother AJ this really confused me because I thought AJ was younger anyway he yeah me too <laughs> he looks so much younger doesn't he um he even finds love exactly like he's supposed to with a fellow junior dancer he's known since he was 12. It's a perfect love story. Uh, fast forward a few years to 2016. AJ gets a phone call from Strictly Come Dancing. Curtis is supportive of his brother, but inside is seething with jealousy. What has his dance tra training taught him, though? 
smile your way through it. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, it gets so good. How can Curtis ever be genuine if he's never received permission to express his darker side? How can he be genuine if he's lied to himself about how he feels about AG Strictly Come Dancing? Fast forward to 2017 and it's Curtis who gets the phone call this time. It's Dancing with the Stars, his big break or his heartbreak. He comes in 10th place. In the next year, he's eliminated first. That's okay, Curtis thought. Stay optimistic. It's not good. He's pulled out of Dancing with the Stars due to injury. He will never be able to reach the heights of fame he so longed for to prove himself to the world, to his brother, to his parents. Will he only ever be known as a child prodigy? I mean, it goes on and on. It's on my Instagram. Mm. I read it. It's brilliant. I just, I read it. I just read it earlier. And honestly, it's the, it's one of the wildest things I've ever read. And I just couldn't stop reading. <laughs> I really hope it gets updated. <laughs> Me too. It's so good. Isabel Dixon, we love your friend. Um, I just love this idea that basically Curtis's entire motivation has come from the fact that he was a child ballroom dancing prodigy and he's never been allowed to show his anger so he has to smile the whole time. And he does smile the whole time, like he smiles through everything. And then when he doesn't have emotion, it's like nothing's there. Like when he was telling um, Amy that he just did, he couldn't see a future with her or having kids, he just like had no emotion. I was like, this is kind of creepy. It's been like a little bit of a robot, yeah. Okay, it's time for our heroes and villains of the week. We could be heroes. Vic, who's your hero this week? Um, my hero this week is Ovi. Um, I just feel like he's just having a ball. And like every single time the camera pans to him, he's just like dancing, like making people laugh and just, he's just having a good time in there. He's just like a lovely lad, I reckon. I agree. Uh, my hero for this week, none of them part maybe released it out for me this week. So I am giving it to the mm. poor shopkeeper who had to deal with the boys being quite embarrassing, classic Brits abroad, and then yeah. had to deal with Anton hitting on her. I mean, that's sexual yeah. harassment in the workplace. Nobody needs that. Um, who is your villain of the week? Um, I reckon my villain this week is actually going to be Anna. Ah, and so yeah. this is interesting to me because I was reading something on Instagram, one of those kind of Love Island reaction posts, and I looked at the comments, and the comments were tearing Anna apart. Yeah, why is this? So I, I do like her. I think I think one one really good um personality trait that she has is that she's such a good friend yeah but when it comes to her own issues and the way she treated Ovi I just kind of felt that was quite upsetting you know yeah. just going behind his back and you know you know trying like teasing Jordan and then Ovi's there and then when she did confront Ovi she kind of maybe she kind of made up problems yeah. and you know tr try to kind of What's the word I'm looking for? Just, just, just try to kind of confuse him that it was him that was in the wrong. And I kind of felt like that was really out of order, especially because she went in on Michael for doing that to Amber. I so I wasn't really impressed with... I mean, I'll probably forgive it by next week, but yeah, I wasn't really <laughs> thrilled with that. For this week, she's the villain. That's all we have time for on this week's podcast because Vic and I need to get back to the very important work of watching OB GIFs on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but if you liked this show, you can come and chat with us all about it. Find me at Harriet Minter and Vic. 
uh, Vic Sanusi on Twitter. Fabulous. And of course, you can always leave us a review. It makes both me and the podcast gods very happy. So if you've got five minutes to do it, we'll love you for as long as it takes Curtis to make coffee for the entire villa. And finally, we want to leave you with something that uplifts you. And what is more uplifting than the god that is Ovi? Um, Not only is he a god amongst men, he's also the narrator of his very own reality TV show. Here he is making breakfast. Ovi's eating eggs with breakfast in the morning with a do-rag and shades on. Ovi chilling, man. And just seeing how shit goes. 